Let me just give you some highlights before we, we launch out. This was a year that God has just continuously shown his favor to us again. Someone say amen. Amen. Our fiscal year goes September to August. So we flow just like the school year. Why? Because we have a daycare preschool nursery that we operate. We got about 56 kids enrolled last year. And we've got space for about 65. Um, and so we had our students here. We operate in the school year. And God has just been faithful. You know, um, we have our membership roster and God has grown our attendance. We're growing and averaging about 131 on a Sunday morning. God increased our, our giving. He, he showed us, even though we were um, planning to have a year where we would just maybe uh, have $19,000 in net, you know, income at the end of it as a nonprofit. God gave us over $111,000 in net profits after all operations. So... Our income went above budget. Our expense also went above budget, but the income, you know, circumvented that. The state is sending us money and grants through our daycare. It was like 130,000 plus dollars that was sent over in grants that helped us out. Um, our daycare is, is um, several classes are filled. We're partnering with about 30, uh, 41 missionaries, and we are just excited for what God is doing. Amen. I want you to read the reports. I want you to get information, find out what has been going on. But if you grab your Bibles, I want you to go to Psalms 103. I want you to see this in your Bible, in the pew Bible, whatever Bible you've got on your phone. I want you to read the words that you have access to. Psalms 103. God has been faithful to us, and we know that this is just the beginning. He's opened up doors for us. He's provided for us. He has <coughs> helped us get back on the missions field. I was excited this year. One of the big highlights of this year was that 17 of us went down to the Dominican Republic to serve in an evangelistic crusade with more international ministries. And we got to see in two days, 8,000 people hear the message of Jesus Christ. 5,000 decide to become, you know, believers, recommit their hearts to Christ or do so for the very first time. Lives are being changed and transformed. We baptized people. We, you know, brought the people into the kingdom of God. And so we're just excited for that. Small groups have increased this year. We've got, we're averaging about 25 people on a Wednesday night meeting in four different groups. And people are building relationship. They're being accountable. They're learning about the word of God. They're spending time in the word and then having application. How does this impact my life and what do I do this week? Hey, and next week, guys, you're going to ask me the question of what I did with this information. So it's been good to see people growing. Our prayer meeting that happens on Tuesday night, you know, we had a handful of people. Now we're like, you know, coming on, you know, one of the highest nights we had was another 24 people in this place praying on Tuesday night when we used to have about three or four. And so I know God is getting us ready. If he moved on Gideon and said, hey, Gideon, you've got a lot of people. We need you to pare it down. He brought his 10,000 down to 300. And with 300, they won the war. I know God is activating people in this place. And he's getting us ready. And with the people we have here, he is going to use us to launch a new vision and mission and reach this region. And reach people around the world. Amen. We're carrying a vision, church. 
We've been praying, we've been seeking the Lord and just wanting to find out what exactly he wants in us. So this was a year that God gave us some clarity. And we're believing 2024, this fiscal year, is a year of clarity where we're launching out intentionally. Someone once said, clarity is power. Clarity is power. We've operated since 1937. On June 16, 1937, Wellesley Park Assembly of God was born. There's been eight pastors in the history of our church, and it's advanced the kingdom of God ever since 1937. And God has united people here, bringing the, you know, the gospel of Jesus Christ to our region and around the world, um, advancing it under the name Wellesley Park Assembly of God. And while our church impacted a variety of people, there was something that was happening in the early 1990s. That a shift was emerging and our church then became what we now call Celebration International Church to reflect what God was doing among us. And now in this season, we're striving here to bring further clarity. For years, we've operated without a unified brand, without a unified vision, without a unified message. And so we haven't leveraged a lot of things that's available to organizations, churches. We haven't leveraged the marketing power of consistent colors or, or, or typeface or symbols or guidelines. We've just kind of been a free-for-all and a catch-all. The sheer number of colors in our marketing materials made it very hard for us to even market, you know, and to bring out our stuff and put our name out there. And so... The first thing that I want to just bring to you this morning is that we're doing a rebrand. And so you might have seen some pictures here and there, but we're going from every color in the rainbow and reaching every, every nation in the world, which we are all about bringing the gospel to Jesus Christ, to a very simplified, streamlined, intentional branding. You all can get excited for that. I think it looks pretty good, and I wasn't the one who picked it, so it's even better. There was a team, a committee of people who got together. We worked with Cross and Crown, a, a marketing company that deals with churches, and, and they did a phenomenal job with us. But here's what we are bringing just in terms of aesthetics. This isn't the most important thing, but it's a thing to get excited about. We want to be able to streamline our marketing mediums and put this everywhere. Try putting the old logo on a T-shirt. Well, what color are you going to make it? You're going to lose out some of the logo. You know, try putting it, you know, on a mug and you're going to be charged 17,000 colors because, you know, you need whatever the technical term is for it, the, the equipment for that color. It, it's just difficult, right? So we believe moving forward that we are a diverse group of people who are here to celebrate around one person, and that is Jesus Christ. He's our center. He's our hope. He's our foundation. And so as you see our new logo, you've got people with arms raised coming around a central sea. And they themselves are shaped in the format of a sea. Why? Because we ourselves are shaped by God to celebrate what he has done. And so this is our new logo and we're excited for it. Can you all make some noise? There's a lot that goes with it. 
But here is the reason. If, if all we do is just change colors and put a new logo and, and get a whole bunch of marketing material, then we've missed the point. Because we have to be about the mission, the vision. And I feel that what God has been giving us is this. Psalms 103, verses 1 through 4. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With all of my heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things that he has done. For he gives me, he forgives all of my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. So as we move from this day, this is our vision. Every person that we encounter, every man, woman, and child that comes through the doors, Every person that we will connect in the community, in the workplace, as a church, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, we are on the vision of bringing a life worth celebrating for all. All people. We want everyone that comes in contact to us, no matter what they're experiencing or going through, the highs or the lows, we want to draw out and pour into them a life worth celebrating for them. We believe that bringing people to the gospel of Christ begins that journey. That as we introduce Jesus Christ to people, that they truly have something that they can celebrate, for they have the greatest thing they could ever attain. That is life and life eternal. Amen. And so we are excited for this, that every person, everything, no matter the program, no matter the offering, no matter the event, if it's not geared for, set up to do, to bring a life worth celebrating for all, then it might not be for us. See, if you have fruit on a tree, that's a good thing. But not all fruit means it's the right fruit. And the fruit that we want on our tree is a life worth celebrating for all. Do you get it? Have you heard it? What's the vision? A life worth celebrating for all. What's the vision? A life worth celebrating for all. But pastor, my family member is sick. And you said that the scripture says he heals all my diseases. But my family member is sick. What do you mean a life worth celebrating? No, let me tell you about the gospel and the one who can bring you healing where no more tears will matter for you and no more sorrow will grip you, where he will wipe away every tear and bring to you hope and life and freedom and change and transformation. Why? Because we might be in this world, but we are not of this world. Let me bring you the good news that your life, yes, even in the midst of your family member's sickness, I got somebody that is able to heal sicknesses and diseases. I've got somebody here that will heal the greatest sickness that they have, which is a soul that is far and separated from God. Let me show you that you too have a life that is worth celebrating if you give Jesus a chance. But pastor, a life worth celebrating, I did all this on my own. Let me just tell you that he is the one who gives us the ability to produce wealth. 
that he has made us the head and not the tail, and that he is the one that has actually given you an intellect. He made you in his image and likeness. And so let me inspire you and compel you to see that your life worth celebrating starts with him. So it doesn't matter where you are or where you're going. A life worth celebrating for all is where we are going. And how are we going to bring this to this season? We're going to accomplish it with three R's. Can you say R's? We want to reveal, raise, and reach. We want to reveal, raise, and reach. What do we mean by revealing? We believe that this life that is worth celebrating, this life that we are to rejoice over, begins when we encounter Jesus Christ. Therefore, we as a church have to reveal him. He reveals life. I am the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus said. So if he reveals the way, we have to reveal him. And how do we do that? We do that through what we say. We do that through what we preach, the message that we bring every week, the words and knowledge and the standard in which we're going to bring. The advice that we give is anchored in his word. We have to reveal Jesus. But that word... How many of you have ever, uh, you know, done one of those gender reveal parties for a kid? Let me see some hands raised. Anybody? We got somebody here, someone here. We've got some of those, right? I know my kids, we did that. Celebrating, popping a balloon and smoke comes out of the right color, right? Whatever. So we reveal something that is worth celebrating. And as much as we want to say what we speak Reveal is a double-edged word because we reveal Christ by how we lived transformed lives. And so as we move in this season, we want to challenge our congregation. We as a people want to be men and women who reveal Christ through a transformed life. We want to show other people, hey, we've got something worth celebrating in ourselves and you want to join the party. We want to bring to you the good news of Christ because look at the transformation. I am revealing him in every word, in every deed, in every interaction, in my home, in my family, in my marriage, in my parenting. I am revealing Christ so that others can join the party. Not only that, when you go to a party, how does it feel? What's the environment like? You know, is everybody, you know, downcast and just sitting down, not knowing what to do? Or do you see people talking, connecting, laughing, rejoicing, hugging, talking, singing songs? It's a celebration. It's exciting. And so in the same way, we want to be a church that raises people. We believe that God has immeasurably more than what we could ever ask or imagine. And he wants to reveal more to us that we can celebrate. See, he wants you to go to heaven. Yes. And he wants to spend eternity with you. But God wants to bring into your life, May, more things today and now that you can just say, I am amazed at how good God is. I'm just blown away how God moved all of these things and lined up all these details. And he was so attentive to me. I am so blown away at how I used to be this way. And now I am this way. 
I used to be lost or hopeless or afraid. I I didn't feel like I could. Now God has given me opportunity upon opportunity. He has lifted my standard of thinking. He has grown me and he has raised me. Just like your mood is raised at a party. We believe in pouring into people and that we can raise people into the opportunity, potential, and purpose that God has. So we cannot stay the same, but we have to grow and reach. What is that all about? We believe that every person is invaluable in God's kingdom. Every single person is essential. Every person is necessary. And so we want to reach people in their homes, neighborhoods, marketplace, in the community. We want to reach more people. Why? Because a party of one is not as fun as a party of hundreds, a party of thousands, a party of millions. And man, we're, we're gearing up and moving towards the greatest party that ever has been planned, the marriage supper of the Lamb. When we meet Jesus and celebrate with him in glory, We are moving towards that day and we want to fill that place with as many people as possible. So we have to be reaching people and showing that every life is worth celebrating. Your neighbor, your colleague, your boss, every single person, no matter what they're experiencing, has something that God wants them to uncover, his goodness, his mercy. He has taken you out of a pit of death and given you love and mercy. Amen? We've got core values. We've got a whole bunch of different things that you're going to get in your notebooks that I want you guys to uh, drill into. Start learning the language of the church. Let's be on one message and one single purpose. The point is to bring clarity. We want to reach the lost. We want to live like we are better together. We want to make bold moves because this God that brings celebration to our lives, he absolutely has more for us. So we can't dishonor him with small thinking and small faith. This is the time and season that we have to chase the ideal. It's not just reserved for you because you've got time and you don't have young kids. But me, Pastor Brian, I got two kids. I don't know when I'm going to go to the gym, when I'm going to work out, when I'm going to have time to pray, when I'm going to have time to do this and that. No, 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 no. Growing is not a luxury for some. It's a necessity for all. God wants for us to move forward, pray like it depends upon us, but believe like he's the only one that makes it happen. He wants us in this season for us to truly live to give. We are going to sacrifice if we truly want to see this life worth celebrating in others. We have to learn how to sacrifice the things we love for the things we love more. I love you more. I love you coming to know Jesus Christ and see the celebration that he has for you more than just my time, my talents, my resource. So I sacrifice to see that happen in you. There's a lot of core values. I'll bring you into them as you come into the book, but we want to clarify, what are we working towards? We want to make disciples. We're not changing our operational plan. We're not becoming a restaurant. We're not becoming a nonprofit organization that's Compassionate Ministries. We are still a church. We want to make disciples of all nations and bring the gospel of Jesus Christ so that all people can come to know that they have a life worth celebrating. 
And so what is a disciple? Three words. Somebody who encounters Jesus Christ. Somebody who embraces the leading of Christ. And somebody who engages in the mission of Jesus. Yeah, I go to church pastor, so I'm a disciple. No, are you encountering Christ? Have you encountered him? Have you met him truly? Have you allowed him into your life and circle? Oh, and by the way, now have you embraced his leading? That means you've surrendered your heart. You've let go of your own agenda. And you've said, Jesus, I will follow after you. Yeah, that thing that you're putting your finger on in my life that I've been doing on my own all of this time. Yeah, you want to move that out of the way? Okay, I'm surrendering to you. That's embracing. But then you got to engage. You're not a disciple if you're not making disciples. You're just a churchgoer. And we want to make disciples. Why? There's someone desperately feeling like their life is worthless. Like their plan is purposeless. Like there is no reason why they are here. And God is sending you to share the good news. So we have to be disciple makers. Friends, there's more. Let me just wrap up with this. We're truly believing that in the next 10 years, God is going to do something radical with us. It starts today. We are hoping. I'm going to read this to you, but you're going to find this inside of your annual report. We are asking, seeking, believing, waiting upon God and getting active in working to see a 10-year vision accomplished among us. By the time 2034 rolls around, we want this to be said of our church. So just close your eyes and listen. Envision it. Think it. See it in your mind's eye before you see it in reality because it starts in our hearts and it's birthed in the spirit first and foremost. By 2034, Celebration International Church shall be known as a welcoming home to hundreds of people seeking Jesus Christ and growing in the favor of the gospel. As we depend upon God, we make disciples of all ages. Every stage of life is represented in the church. Someone said to me, sorry, pastor, my kids' toys are running all all over. I want every kid in the house. I want every adult in the house. I want every age represented in the house of God. We celebrate at least 150 baptisms every year. We have become a haven for the broken and the suffering. To come receive hope and care. Why? Because you're not going to bring a life worth celebrating to those who feel like they've got everything that's ever been celebrated already. We have to open up our hearts. We have to be open. We are an equipping center where people are empowered to fulfill their greater potential. We send disciples into their homes and into their neighborhoods and into the nations. We're believing and hoping of the Lord that we have revitalized and planted two churches. That we have sent out 50 plus ministers into the mission field, either as pastors, 
missionaries or other vocational capacities to serve in the church and to bring the gospel all over the world. We're believing in this vision that God will use us in all of our church, in all of our initiatives, in all of our online presence, in all of our initiatives, everything that we do to reach 100,000 people at the very least. We've generously resourced thousands of people across the region and the globe. And we share the gifts that God has entrusted to us every single day. And in all spaces, through all seasons of life, we are building beyond ourselves. And we are creating a legacy for God's kingdom that outlasts our lives. That's what we envision. A life worth celebrating for all. Will you stand with me? We've been praying, seeking, working. But there is more for us to do. And on this day, there's a line being drawn in the sand. The very simple fact that we put this out and made it public is an appeal, a marker for us that we have to get busy. There's a world that is lost and dying around us and we carry the hope that will make a difference. I don't know if you've ever been to Hawaii. I haven't, but I wanna go one day. You could actually drift your way to Hawaii if you chose to. I don't know if that's how some of you have gone, but if you wanted to and you attempted to try it, you could get a vessel that doesn't sink and you could drift your way all the way to Hawaii. I don't recommend you do this for a vacation. It's going to be miserable. I don't recommend that you choose drifting as a way of life. You're going to be miserable. But if you decide to drift to the islands, there's a current off of Cabo St. Lucas, Mexico, that will take you west at about 10 inches per minute. 10 inches a minute. If you're crossing the ocean and that's your goal, that's a terrible strategy. You're gonna be let down at that incredibly slow pace. It's gonna take you months. And even if you pass, craziness of that experience, you're going to pass the islands of Hawaii by hundreds of miles south. You'll miss it. Friends, a general direction probably isn't going to get you where you want to go in your life. A general drift in a general direction ain't going to get you where you want to go. So why would it get a church where it needs to be? For years, we've been trying to maintain. We've been drifting with what seems to be good. But today I submit to you a vision and a plan. 
that isn't as slow as the moving currents that'll take you to Hawaii. That isn't filled with distractions, but it has a real clear purpose and vision of what we want to accomplish. Distractions are not riptides. Distractions are slow moving currents. And we might have been distracted for a while. We might have been led astray by this relationship in this direction and that ambition. But the point is from this day on, we don't want to drift anymore. From this moment forward, we want to get clear on what we're actually aiming for. We want to be clear onto why we exist as a church. I have to bring life worth celebrating to those I encounter. I have to reveal Christ. I have to bring hope. I have to raise the bar. I need to reach others. I need to bring Jesus because he is the hope, the way, the life, the truth. I need to grow because lives are depending on me. We're building towards something. We're not just heading west, but we wanna choose a path that will be worthy of the trip we took to get there. Because one day all of us need to hear, well done my good and faithful servants. And I wanna hear that with a smile on my face, knowing that I put it all in the field. I did everything within my power and God is doing it with us. So my question for you is, will you join us in the celebration? Are you going to join us in the celebration? You need to stop and think right now, what has God done for you? You need to stop and consider, God has brought celebration into my life. He has brought something worthy of me giving him glory for because he has set me free. He has brought me out of the pit of death and darkness and he has placed me on a solid rock of hope. If you haven't had an encounter with Jesus Christ, then today you need to change that. You just need to say, Lord, I want to start a relationship with you. But for others, it might be, hey, I need to get involved in the church. I need to join a small group and start finding freedom and working out my healing. I need to get engaged with a missions team. I need to hop on a ministry and join the dream team and start serving and allow God to bring out my purpose and my calling and my giftings. I need to be activated and poured into so that I can start reaching my community and my family and my neighborhood. Oh, well, I have to reveal Jesus. So God, I need to be in a place where I'm surrounded by others that are changing and being transformed. Will you join the celebration? Will you give to this vision? Will you partner with it? I don't know where you are today, in your journey, but I know that God has sent you here for a purpose and we need you. God wants to do something in your life, through your life, because of your life. So Father, I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for all the men and women that you have poured out into this place that you have brought, Lord God, and aligned for this time and this season. Father, I pray that in every heart, that the seed that has been launched today would begin to germinate, Lord God, in every soul. 
Lord, I declare in the sound of my voice here that every person that is listening, that, Lord, they have something worth celebrating. That, Father, every person here is precious in your sight. That every person, Lord God, has been chosen, elected, Lord God, by you for such a time as this. You had not sent them, Lord God, in the 1980s, in the 1800s, in, Lord God, the Renaissance period. You didn't send them, Lord God, in medieval times, but you've sent them now, Lord God, in this century to fulfill, Lord God, a purpose and a calling in this region, to, Lord God, bring change to these communities, to, Lord God, impact the children of this generation, and, Father, to bring hope into the world now. Father, I pray that you would release purpose over every person. Release, Lord God, your grace and your mercy over every individual. And, Father, that you would lift up out of the muck and the mire, no matter the circumstance, a song, of celebration inside of every person. I thank you for who you are in every life. The cornerstone, the Christ figure, the center of it all. Reveal today and release, Father, your goodness and mercy.